Welcome to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. Dr. Belton is a licensed clinical professional counselor and board-certified hypnotherapist that is here to help you in the areas of mental health awareness, getting yourself ready for therapy, and so much more. Now, here is your host, Dr. Pauline Belton. Good day, listeners. Thank you for joining me here on Your Therapy Doctor, and I am your host, Dr. Pauline Belton. It is Monday, Mental Health and Wellness Hour with Your Therapy Doctor. I want to encourage you to continue listening in. Thank you for always coming back and also going to your favorite podcast stations to hear the message, the recording. We are live in the studio with voiceamerica.com. And I am just so honored to be here with you. Today, we are going to continue the conversation about emotional intelligence. Last week, I spoke about children and emotional intelligence. However, today, we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence and more of the adult side. Just what is emotional intelligence overall? because I've gotten so many questions regarding emotional intelligence and how to improve or recognize um, whether you have a healthy emotional intelligence. Um, and so what we're going to do today is explore that a lot more. And I want to start off by saying when you talk about emotional intelligence, it is important that you keep into the context of it's how you take care of your emotions, your emotions. You are not responsible for anyone else. Your emotions are yours and yours alone. And therefore, we're going to speak in that context for you to be able to get the best information pertaining to you and how you want to, you know, take care of you. So remember, we said the emotional intelligence is is a is a range. It is a range having to do with how you. Hmm. You know, take care of your mental health. It is something that develops over time. We are not born with emotional intelligence. We are actually, um, we, we grow with emotional intelligence. And it depends on your environment, your, it, that whole nurture versus nature going on. And so when we talk about emotional intelligence, it's your ability to understand, to use, and manage your own emotions in a positive way that relieves stress, that helps you to communicate effectively, um, allows you to empathize with others and to overcome, you know, problems, um, challenges and struggles in your life in a healthy way. And so we're going to talk about 
again, the five characteristics of emotional intelligence. And this is coming from Daniel Goldman. Goldman. He is one of the foremost um, pioneers for emotional intelligence, and he's done a lot of work around this. And so let's get to it because emotional intelligence is a a deep subject for most people because it has nothing to do with IQ. It, I, your intelligent quotient, uh, the, the way you think, the, the way that you are able to um, do academics, that is something completely different. Emotional intelligence is how you react or respond to the stressors in your life. And that is where we dig deeper into how are you showing up in your world? How are you um, behaving in your world so that your emotional intelligence is, is in a healthy way? Okay. So the five categories is self-awareness. That's number one. Number two is self-regulation. Motivation, self-motivation, empathy, and then social skills. How do we use those? And so we're going to talk from those key points today. And hopefully I get to answer the questions that have been coming in talking about emotional intelligence. One of them came from um, Sarah in California who asked, well, how do I know that I have a healthy enough emotional intelligence to teach my children what to do? What if I'm teaching them wrong? It is not about teaching them wrong. And it's about you exploring, are you using the coping strategies in a healthy way? And so we're going to get to those specifics in just a moment. I want us to unpack the five categories so that you are definitely being in tune with, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I should be looking out for. Self-awareness. Self-awareness is so key in emotional intelligence that for me, so self-awareness is, is number one. It may not always be number one in how it's presented in research or in, in, in most you know, conversations. However, self-awareness is your ability to understand your own emotions and their effects on how you show up in your world and how it, they affect others. You, you know what you're feeling. You know why you're feeling that way. Okay. And how does it help or hurt or impede or even hinder um, what is going on in a particular situation or event? Are you able to know and understand that. Um, that for me 
uh, especially when I am, um, you know, talking with my clients or teaching that in a program, it is the one thing that you have to learn to be self-aware. And a lot of times we aren't self-aware. We don't know what's that how we affect other people in our tone, in our in what we say, in in how we say it. Because sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And that self-awareness is key. And you may hear things like this in your environment. Uh, You may hear things of, did you mean to say it that way? Or, wow, that, that's rude. Or you will hear someone saying, oh, that's just how, you know, James talks. That's just how um, Patricia says things. Those things will let you know that your tone, your pitch, your delivery uh, may be off-putting in an environment. So are you aware? Do you take in those cues to let you know that, hey, let me check myself. Let me see, am I really coming off like this or You know, am I just around a lot of sensitive people? Uh, You have to take in consideration that the people around you are giving you cues about your emotional intelligence, your emotional reaction or response in any given situation. And and then you can, can take into account, well, Hmm, can I say it a different way or can I change my tone? Can I tweak my tone and still give my message across without being rude or disrespectful or or even um, the giving off the perception of? So that is one key thing. The other key is self-regulation your ability to understand and manage your own behavior, your reactions to feelings and to stress and to frustrations, um, things that are happening around you, people, you know, sometimes it's not just things, it's, it's majority how we react to people, what they say, what they do and, and how they trigger us. In, in a variety of ways. And are you in tune with that? Are you self-aware enough to know that, okay, if I'm feeling this frustrated, this is how I'm going to regulate myself. This is how I'm going to be able to essentially check my own behavior and, and so that I'm protecting me and protecting others. Because your self-regulation could look like, you know, strong emotions like frustration and even excitement or overexerting being happy, you know, anger, embarrassment, you know, that vulnerability when we're in, embarrassed. Ooh, that really makes a person become reactive instead of responsive. 
And so being able to calm yourself and focus on the situation, the, the person, or the problem so that you are able to calm yourself and distract yourself enough to say, hey, this person is behaving in a particular way that I don't care for. And in that instance, I'm going to step away or I'm going to, you know, be assertive and say, please don't speak to me that way. Instead of the the other option of, you know, punching or, you know, yelling or screaming, those types of things. Listeners, we are having this enriched conversation about emotional intelligence. And I really want you to get this. I appreciate all of the questions coming in and and you sharing with me your intrigue about emotional intelligence because we take emotional intelligence in our personal lives, our private lives, and our work lives. So let's continue this conversation. I'll be right back with you. This is your therapy doctor, and I am Dr. Pauline Belton. We'll be back soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Open Conversations Counseling and Assessments is spotlighting Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Bringing Awareness aims at fighting negative stigmas and promoting the positive education of mental health. This provides support and resources and advocacy for equal mental health care. As licensed clinical providers, we at Open Conversations Counseling and Assessments work throughout the year to help clients and families affected by mental health disorders and illnesses meet their goals for quality of living and life. Get educated, get resources, get in the conversation. To learn more, visit us at openconversationsllc.com, where life happens one conversation at a time. Remember, mental health is important. You are important. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. If you have a question for Dr. Belton or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Pauline Belton. And so we are back. We are back. This is your therapy doctor, and I am Dr. Pauline Belton. Thank you for returning. Listeners, we are talking about emotional intelligence, and I am revisiting this topic because of the just influx of questions regarding emotional intelligence. And we left off talking about one of my key things is self-awareness your ability to understand your own emotions and how they affect your performance or your 
how you show up into your world. And then we talked about self-regulation, you being able to understand and manage your own behavior and how you react when you're frustrated and, and feeling sad or embarrassed or um, excited or even excited. Um, an overexertion of emotions flood you. Are you able to manage that type of um, emotional overload, if I must say? And the other thing, number three, let's talk about that self-motivation. Sometimes you're going to meet in life people who are just so laid back that um, and being laid back is not a problem. When we talk about emotional intelligence, um, your ability to use your voice, to um, use your problem-solving skills, to use your coping strategies so that in any type of situation, you're able to either react or respond. And that self-motivation is is for you to be able to say, okay, let me decipher. Is this affecting me negatively or positively? And then how am I going to respond or react? Responding means in a positive way. Reaction means in a negative way. And so what does that look like? Am I motivated to even you know, say anything or, or be a a change agent in my emotional development. If I'm not, when stuff happens, stuff happens and I, I don't do anything about it or I overreact because I'm not self-regulating or I'm not aware of, of my own emotions. So I'm lashing out. Okay, Um, and a lot of times that happens in trauma situations. Okay, and number four, we're looking at that empathy. Oh, wow. In our society, I have seen just in in all walks of of my journey, uh, the decline of empathy. The ability to understand another person's thoughts and feelings, their point of view, essentially, in any given situation, and rather than just your own. You being able to know and understand that when you're in any given situation or experience, it's not all about you. It is not all about you. This may mean that, hey, you're having a conflict or argument with your partner, with your spouse, with your, you know, significant other, and you're so enraged and you're so upset that you're not taking into account the thoughts and feelings of the other person. And so you're reacting. You're reacting emotionally. 
not being able to be self-aware or self-regulate and nor are you motivated to do so and 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 that ends in disaster most of the time because nothing gets resolved uh, or when you witness a a child um, let's say over the age of well, now they could be 13 14 15 years old by that time you are in you should be able to exhibit more in mature um, emotional intelligence meaning you're you're able to problem solve you're able to regulate your emotion um, and so when you're your parents or your caregiver says, no, you're not able to, um, I don't know, get the newest iPhone. Uh, and this is why you're not getting it. Your grades are low. You haven't been um, respectful in the household. And, and so, and instead of them being like, you're, you're correct. I understand that. I'll do better. Instead, you know, you see the 13 to the 15 year old, they, they may be throwing a full blown tantrum um, and just yelling and screaming or storming, uh, just a, a raging storm. And, and you, they're not able to calm down or they won't calm down because they want what they want. So you see the difference between the emotional intelligence range of, of even adults and children alike. It's, it's, are you able to understand the empathy, the, the thoughts, the feeling of the other person in the situation? Are you considering your behavior has a lot to do with how someone else thinks and feels it, it's not just about you okay that's that's the key point and then we're talking about the social skills wow any competence you know being able to to problem solve being able to read the room so to speak social skills meaning um, I'm able to see when I've hurt someone's feelings with my words or with my physical action. You know, can I look at the person and 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 ascertain that they are, wow, they're sad or they're hurt or they're getting really angry and for good reason or in your mind, you may say, oh, I don't know why they're angry. They made me upset first. Well, uh, okay, uh, that's not how we solve conflict. Um, or there's a better way to solve conflict, depending, depending on the situation. Depend, you may be dealing with someone who has a lower emotional um, IQ than you do. Um, or you may know better and not do better because your emotions are taking over. And so you're looking at social skills, you know, the social rules and regulations 
um, of how we talk to each other and in, in, in a verbal in a nonverbal way. Sometimes we're not just using our words. We are we are literally using communication through our facial expression, our body language, and and also our presence. Because walking away um, in the middle of a argument or um, shutting down and and not communicating at all with your parent or your spouse those are signs that there 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 may be some growth that needs to happen in the emotional um IQ of a person and so you you think about this in this way people who have a range of emotional intelligence and we all do we all have an emotional range and that shows up in how we behave in our world and that can be hindered or that can be slowed with trauma with um, something happening in your life that is traumatic event that you have survived and you just have an emotional stuntness. Uh, it, it can also happen um, in early childhood where you're, you may not have gotten emotional nurturing from your parent or caregiver in a way that um, that you feel comfortable using your emotions and and you may not be self-aware you may not know how to self-regulate and you may not be able to empathize as strongly with with other people if at all and so these are these are extenuating circumstances that may hinder or stunt our emotional IQ, our, our emotional intelligence. So those are key factors for us. And it's so important that we begin to take a look at this because if you look in, look at the news, you listen to the news, you know and understand that um, sometimes we can see where the societal emotional IQ is different. It's different in how we respect our elders or how we take care of our children or how we even take care of ourselves in terms of a in terms of being able to regulate our emotions 
we are going for another commercial i want you to come back join the conversation this is your therapy doctor and i am dr pauline belton we are talking about emotional intelligence emotional iq and we are going to continue this conversation as soon as we get back come back and join us Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Open Conversations Counseling and Assessments is spotlighting Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Bringing Awareness aims at fighting negative stigmas and promoting the positive education of mental health. This provides support and resources and advocacy for equal mental health care. As licensed clinical providers, we at Open Conversations Counseling and Assessments work throughout the year to help clients and families affected by mental health disorders and illnesses meet their goals for quality of living and life. Get educated, get resources, get in the conversation. To learn more, visit us at openconversationsllc.com, where life happens one conversation at a time. Remember, mental health is important. You are important. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. If you have a question for Dr. Belton or her guests, join us on the show at 866 472 5791. That's 866 472 5791. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Pauline Belton. Welcome back, everyone. This is your therapy doctor, Dr. Pauline Belton. And we are continuing the conversation about emotional IQ. And we're going to get right into it because here is the the part that is going to help us grow. This is the part that's going to allow you to know and understand how to elevate your emotional IQ. And that is how we cope. Healthy coping skills are essential for those uncomfortable, stressful, and challenging times in our lives. And we have got to take, let's see, let, we really have to take stock in, investment in our own personal growth because you're not responsible for anyone else except your children. And and, and even to a point with your children, you have got to be able to give them what they need when they're with you. When they're with you, your is that's your responsibility as a parent, as a caregiver, to, to be able to help instill in your children those healthy coping strategies. And 
and and and learn as you go learn as you go uh, there are two distinct categories of coping strategies when it comes to uh, healthy coping skills for emotional intelligence, emotional IQ growth. And that is you being able to be problem focused or emotion focused. Okay. And those are, and there are healthy ways to do this. Problem focus is you're playing, you're paying, (laughs) you're paying close attention to the problem itself. What is happening? What is the event? What is the situation? What is it that I need to address in a healthy way? And, 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 and it could be a stressful situation, but problem focus. You're not focused on the person that may irritate you um, at your job. It may, you know, your boss is getting on your nerves, but there is a problem at hand and you don't want to deal with it because it's him or it's her. Uh, you're not focused on the person. You're focused on the problem itself. What needs to be solved? Okay. And then when you talk about emotion-focused strategies, you're talking about, okay, let me check my emotions. Let me focus inward on my emotions and see what I need to do to take care of them, to take care of those emotions that may cause me to be reactive, Um, instead of responsive in those stressful um, situations because not all coping skills are created equal. It's tempting. (laughs) It's so tempting to engage in strategies that are quick and to just relieve you. You just want to be reactive, meaning um, uh, just simply walking away or um, just not dealing with the problem at all. It's, it is. It's sometimes you just shut completely down. However, what are those healthy ways to establish coping strategies in the terms of problem-focused coping strategies and emotion-focused coping strategies? And that could be case in point. For problem-focused coping strategies, and you know you're at work and your boss is like, um, you know this project needed to be done. You aren't prioritizing your time. Um, you're clocking in late and leaving early, and and nothing is getting done. And and they are saying this to you, and it may trigger. A negative emotion or a stressful reaction in you. Any a problem focused coping strategy would be for you to then say, Well, let me look at that. Am I let me look at how I'm managing my work? You know, so so the problem focus would be, okay, so you know what? Let me take a look at my time. Let me manage my time more effectively to get my work done. 
you know, because sometimes that self-awareness is, you know, you coming in late and, and leaving early because you can't stand to be around certain people in your office. And and, and it but it's it's not professional and it's not productive to the work that you're getting paid for. So it's something to look at. We don't like it. You might not agree with it. However, it is a it's an example. This is an example of of how you can take a look at what is a what is a problem solved focused coping strategy. Um, you may ask for support. You may establish certain boundaries, meaning when you you're looking at managing your time more effectively to get your work done, you may need to go to bed earlier. You may need to restructure your nighttime um, routine so that you are able to, you know, engage um, in a morning routine to get up in enough time to get to work on time. Uh, and then, or you may need to create a list you know, it, it may not take you as long as it takes everybody else to get the project done uh, so that you will make a list and you check off the list. And once that list is checked off and everything is done, you, you know, how you manage your time may not matter. Uh, however, the problem is work is not getting done. And these are the things that you're supervisor or boss is looking at is is how you're managing your time and you that's that's a problem focused strategy the emotion focused strategy to this may be okay i'm stressed out you know giving yourself a, a pep talk to calm your emotion because emotion-focused strategies have to do with you being able to regulate your emotions so that you can give a healthy response. And so that may be um, you saying, let me talk about, let me take some time because I'm not in a good headspace or I'm not in a space to have this conversation or I'm going to have the conversation, but then you're sitting down and you're doing some self-talk. You're giving yourself some soothing affirmations in your head so that you're not getting off and, you know, getting up and just losing your job in the process of acting out. Um, you may leave work and in order to calm yourself down, to take care of that emotion, to focus on yourself, you may go exercise, you may go for a run or a, a walk, you may go home and take a bath and take care of yourself so that you are calming your emotions so that you are able to... Um, you know, get rid of that stress and frustration um, that may show up in your body. Um, and, you know, if you're like me, it shows up on your face because my face probably says more than my words do at times. <laughs> and I hear that often. And I know it's something for me to work on. But hey, 
after a certain age, my face is, it just says what it wants to say. Um, and, and that's an excuse and I'm sticking with it. So we're going to, to, to take a look at, okay, am I, and you need to be able to have the ability to do both, to problem focus, to use problem focused strategies whether it's you know managing your time, asking for help, um, it, you know establishing healthy boundaries. Oh, that's a big one. Establishing healthy boundaries. If your work is important, but family is important and me time is important, establish those healthy boundaries. That is the problem-focused strategy. Making sure that you create lists. Or you create a schedule that you can adhere to. Don't keep it in your head. Put it out there for your family to see. For you know, put it up um, for your coworkers to see. That you know, when it's clock out time, it's clock out time because I'm going home to to spend time with myself, or to spend time with my family, or to do both. Okay, and and that's that's your time. However, when you elect to have a job, guess what? That is your time with your paying boss. So you, you got to keep those things in mind. Um, having a problem-focused strategy and having emotion-focused strategies help you to handle the frustrations, the struggles, the challenges of life and how you show up in the world when things don't feel right. They don't go right. And a lot of times it's not fair. And you've heard me say this a number of times. Life happens without our permission and it is unpredictable at times. Uh, when we aren't watching and it can be downright disrespectful because it hits you in a way that is uncompromising. And so I want us to be able to, you know, grow our emotional intelligence in any situation that we are in. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up and finish the conversation around emotional intelligence and how we can grow. What can we do? How can we support ourselves, uh, support our children, and also support the people around you? You may be the one that has a very high emotional IQ. And you know that there are some people in your life that does not. Um, they could use some growth in a very healthy and concerned way, not aggressive way. So we'll be back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Open Conversations Counseling and Assessments is spotlighting Mental Health Awareness Month in May. 
Bringing Awareness aims at fighting negative stigmas and promoting the positive education of mental health. This provides support and resources and advocacy for equal mental health care. As licensed clinical providers, we at Open Conversations Counseling and Assessments work throughout the year to help clients and families affected by mental health disorders and illnesses meet their goals for quality of living and life. Get educated, get resources, get in the conversation. To learn more, visit us at openconversationsllc.com where life happens one conversation at a time. Remember, mental health is important. You are important. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. If you have a question for Dr. Belton or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Pauline Belton. Okay, here we go. We are back. This is your therapy doctor and I am Dr. Pauline Belton here talking about emotional intelligence and how can we grow our emotional intelligence in today's society. And we are going to continue this conversation because you can, you can establish and grow a healthy Uh, emotional intelligence through a series of healthy strategies and just coping skills. My favorite thing to tell my clients and to tell anyone is that for you to grow emotionally, you have to take care of yourself first. You have to be able to know, to understand and learn how you function in in your world in the world um you know my my thing with mental health you know that is my thing mental health how we think how we feel and how we behave in a healthy way when life is stressful when life is intolerant when life is not fair how can you maintain your mental health how can you manage those triggers and those things that happen in life that um, are unpredictable and and don't ask your permission. And so to to recap the emotional intelligence piece, being able to have a healthy way to problem focus, being able to have those problem focus coping strategies. And in situations where, um, you know, life is not being fair, where, you know, changes in job or in your job may happen or ending a relationship or grief and loss um, when, you know, your children are out of control and nothing seems to work in your favor how do you cope and what's a healthy problem focused strategy 
and the problem focus strategy is you may need to, you know, I'm going to say it, you, you may need to have your own therapist. Having a professional to sit and talk with you, to hold your confidence, to, to let you be vulnerable and be in a safe, protected environment where you can get advice, um, think through, process, you know, events and situations and, and maybe your own traumas that will help you to be more problem focused, um, create a to-do list or, um, you know, establish healthy boundaries. You know, we've talked about that and, and, you know, that's, that's a new show, healthy boundaries, how to establish those healthy boundaries and knowing when to walk away or leave a situation that is causing you stress in a healthy way. How do you do that? How do you also manage your time better so that you are getting what you need when you need it and um, at, at, at the time you need it, you know? Um, and then how can you be proactive? Because, and that's the problem focused strategies. And then how can you have healthy emotion-focused strategies? You know, being able to take care of your emotions, you know, whether you're feeling lonely or nervous or angry or sad, or maybe you're, just, you're, you're feeling so excited or, or over-exaggerated emotions happen. How do you you know, manage that? How do you cope? And you have to take care of yourself. Um, sometimes that's visually. Sometimes it, it's through your senses. Um, I am a, 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 a smell. So smells help me. I love candles. I love essential oils. So I use those things to help calm me down or to regulate my emotions, uh, especially if I'm having a very long day or a long week. What I'm doing is is taking time to just oh, exhale to 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 I love teas. So drinking, you know, herbal teas is or ginger teas are extremely satisfying to me and it helps me to sit and just to be um, taking those time that time for myself and you may find different ways to self-care to to take care of yourself when you know when life just is a lot um, engage in a hobby do a hobby um, take exercise Exercise is very important in my life, and, and it is something that when I get off that regimen, it's something I know that I have to get back on because it does help me regulate my, um, my emotions, my, um, my day, because it helps to center me, to ground me. And so going for a walk, um, some of you may like to hike or you may like to play uh, a sport, recreational sport. All of those things are extremely 
healthy and good for the mind, the body, and the brain, you know. And practice mindfulness. Use relaxation strategies. Being able to do breathing exercises or maybe you have a relaxation app, um, acupuncture. Um, yes, I said acupuncture. Um, I, I, I go twice a week because it is one of the things that I do for my self-care. You may do massages, things like that will help you to establish a healthy emotion-focused strategy, coping strategy. Uh, and before we end, be proactive. Don't wait for life to be rude, to be disrespectful, to be unfair. Because life is really what we make it most of the time. When you slow down and you take care of yourself on a daily basis, when you are being problem focused and when you are being emotion focused in a healthy way, then you have structured a, a life where you are taking care of yourself in a proactive way, where you are doing your self-care, when you are um, taking time to talk to a professional if that is what is needed in your life, when you are taking time to set those healthy boundaries, to engage in hobbies, to, to live a full and rich life because you deserve it. This is what it means to have emotional intelligence, that emotional IQ to grow. And it grows because you are investing in you in the most just awesome way. You are allowing yourself to be your best self. And are you going to always have a day where it's a hundred percent. No, no, those are far and few between. When I was a, an educator, I would say to my staff, perfect is not where anybody lives. We, we visit. You may live in excellence. However, you don't live in perfection. You're human, you breathe, you have emotions, and so do the people around you. So take care of yourself as much as you can. Take care of your emotions, take care of your physical, mental, and your spiritual needs. So that when you show up in your world, you are your best self. Whether it's 20%, 80%, 50%. A hundred percent. This is your therapy doctor, and I am Dr. Pauline Belton. Thank you for listening. Thank you for returning. Uh, visit us at www.yourtherapydoctor.com and also follow us on social media um, Instagram and Twitter at yourtherapydoc, D O C, no spaces. Also visit YouTube and Facebook, Your Therapy Doctor, no spaces. 
I would love to hear from you. And thank you for sending in your questions. It was amazing reading them. Have a great week. And know that mental health is important, which means you are important. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Your Therapy Doctor. We hope we have given you some useful information to make your therapy journey easier. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.